Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. We are now live from Mad Mushroom Pizza here for the Sports Stove Tailgate Show, uh, getting us ready for the Sam Houston State kickoff uh, at 6 o'clock tonight. And I want to encourage you to come on down to Mad Mushroom and be a part of the program. If you come in for the show, you're going to get 10% off your order, and uh, it will not go wrong. You get cheese sticks, some pizza, whatever you want. My kids are here already chowing down, eating almost a whole pizza already themselves. So uh, come on down and be a part of the program. Uh, we'll be here from noon to one here today, getting you ready for kickoff. I want to remind you about Mad Mushroom Pizza. They are our sponsor this year. They've been around since 2016, at least here in Richmond, and located right across the street from EKU's campus, well-known as the home of the original cheese sticks. You can come on in, have a seat. they got booze. they got chairs. Uh, grab yourself a pizza, a drink. Uh, they can uh, feed your whole family or just yourself as well. You can also try out their latest pizza of the month. Sports Stove listeners come in any time of the week. Mention the Sports Stove Podcast, you get $5 off your order of $20 or more. Or you can order online, madmushroom.com. Use the code SPORTS5, and you'll get that same $5 off your order of $20 or more. we got a great show lined up for you today. had a quick substitution. Uh, we had President McFadden scheduled and, and unable to make it today. So we're going to bring in our first guest of the day, and he's the president of the director of the athletic communications. Uh, we still got to throw president out there because we advertised it. So uh, he's Rickson Lane. Again, he's the director of athletic communications for EKU. He's also the sports information director for football and beach volleyball. I saw them out vo- practicing the other day, beach volleyball. Yeah, and uh, a little cold uh, for beach volleyball, but hey, it makes it happen, right? It's going to be colder when the season starts. <laughs> yeah. so they kick it off about <laughs> January, February. It's going to get a lot colder. Than yeah. it is now. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate Rickson. He helps us get our interviews set up for the football team and other things as well. And excited to chat with him today and kind of get into the football things a little bit as well. And now you've been here for going, going on this my second second year. year so yeah, a little, little over a year now. You came in pretty close to the season, right? Seven days before the season started <laughs> was my first day last year. So, so, so how did that transition go? Uh, it went a lot smoother this year. Uh, this uh, this this first first couple weeks of this season been a lot smoother. But it, you know, it was. You know, I appreciate, you know, Matt Rowan and Corey Neal and everybody and Kevin Britton and everybody that's kind of helped me kind of ease into it. And for a guy who came in here and you know, was trying to find a place to live and trying to move my family up here, had never worked at football before, um, it was it was a lot. But, you know, the, the administration has been super, super supportive. So it, it went about as well as it could have. Yeah, and, you, I mean, you dove right in. This football staff, they've been together 
uh, for a while now and uh, the large majority of them and stuff like that. And I know that you've, you've seemed, at least from the outside looking in, you seem to fit in real well, Coach Wells and the staff and things like that. And talk a little bit about that, about that staff, Coach Wells specifically and then the staff as well. Because, again, I look at the staff and I see guys that are open, welcoming, uh, hard workers, uh, but definitely have made made people feel at home once they get involved in the program. Yeah, I think it starts with Coach Wells, obviously, and just sort of the direction that he sees for this program in terms of you know building the type of culture of guys that want to be here and guys mm-hmm. that want to come in and, and want to you know be the best versions of themselves. And he preaches that constantly. The whole staff preaches that to those guys constantly. You hear it every single day. And, and you know, a lot of programs have those those buzzwords that, that you know, <laughs> maybe not really mean anything to those guys, but they really they talk about, you know, passion, pride, purpose every single day. And, and what does that mean? And what does it mean to be an EKU football player and to, to live those, you know, those core tenets of their program? And, mm-hmm. and I think that when you've got such a clear idea of who you want to be coming from the top, that it does allow, you know, coaches like, you no know, Coach Hawkins and Coach Day and Coach Richmond and Coach Johnson and Coach Cox and, and all those guys on that staff, it, it just puts everybody's rowing the boat in the same direction. And I think if you've got a good staff that's doing that, and like you said, a staff that's all, they've all been together for, three years except for Coach Dietzel, and he's in his second year. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot of continuity with that group, and, and I think that that only helps you. That helps in recruiting. That helps in day-to-day of just practicing, and no one, everyone knows where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there. It just eliminates so many you know, little distractions that can, that can add up when you've got guys that know what, why they're there and know what they're there to do. Yeah, that's, that's very well put. And you come into this season, high expectations for the program. So you're getting uh, more more phone calls probably than normal. And then right before the season, Coach Wells has the heart attack or the cardiac episode, yeah. uh, and he calls it a heart attack, so that's what I call it too. But um, that happens, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, we got a football team without a head football coach. Um, and at the early stages had no idea how long it was going to be that way. Uh, so then the decision gets made to go with Coach McPeak, and he steps in and basically allows all the coaches to do their jobs. And everything really rolled along pretty smoothly. How surprised were you? Or how was there behind-the-scenes stuff that went harder than it looked? Because it looked like it rolled pretty smoothly. No, I mean, really, I mean, aside from the fact just you're dealing with it and out of the blue and, you know, five days before your season opener, I mean, there really wasn't anything. I mean, other than that, it was really easy. But um, but, but seriously, I mean, the really, other, other than just the, the, you know, it hits you on a – you get that news on a Sunday morning, you're five mm-hmm. days out, and then – Within 24 hours, like you said, you've got to make all these decisions of you know, who, who's the acting head coach, kind of what, what direction are we going in, are we still doing these things, are we canceling these things, you know, stuff like that. Um, but other than that, I, I don't think it could have gone much smoother. And, again, that's a testament to the coaching staff that Coach Wells put together. That's a testament to the leadership that Matt Rowan showed during that whole process of, of deciding to put Gary McPeak in that situation, which – Looking back, I think was the best decision we could have made, just in terms of what it allowed everybody else to do and minimize all the other distractions that we were having to deal with. Um, and then, fortunately, you know, Coach Wells, once he got to the hospital, handled things about as well as he possibly could have, and so that made it a lot smoother because you're not dealing with the day to day of juggling. Hey, are we going to have to have something prepared? Or we, you know, mm-hmm. you, have, you don't have to deal with all that because you knew he was getting better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for, really, like I said, it seems odd to say that something that big went smoothly. But yeah, once we got through that first 24 hours, I really I really think it went about as well as it could have. Yeah. How surprised were you when he walked back in the office? I mean, it was, what, 10 days later, if that? 
it was it was less than ten days, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I saw him. I saw him. I guess the Monday, the Monday of the of the Bowling Green week. Uh-huh. So that would have been what, seven, eight days, eight days yeah. out. And I went down to practice, and he he was walking out the door, and and yeah, I mean, I, I did I did the double take and went over and gave him a hug, and basically said, "What are you doing here?" And he said, "Well, I got nothing else to do." Um, so, um, and then kind of figured out heard, heard from him, you know, that how well he was doing, and you know, doctors were were really optimistic, and then told me he was thinking about going to the Bowling Green game, and then so yeah, I mean, once he said that, I was like, well, he he must feel pretty good if he if that's already on his if he's already making his travel plans for this weekend. Yeah, I tell you what, I was shocked to see him on the sideline there in that Bowling Green game, and then the next week, you know, I mean, my thought was if he's on the sideline there, he's probably going to be coaching pretty soon because he doesn't seem the kind of guy that's just going to stand around. Uh, and I, from what I heard from the players, he wasn't just standing around when he was. <laughs> When he was around practice and things like that too, so staying pretty active. It's great to see him uh, doing well. And uh, you know, we talked to him uh, on the show this past week, and and you know, he talked about being really tired, and that's still a, a side effect of everything. But um, it definitely seems like he's doing well, and I think uh, his wife is doing her part for sure oh, to yeah. keep him reined in as well. <laughs> uh, today, though, Sam Houston. Now, Sam Houston last year and last several years have been a really good program. I'm not saying that they're not a good program this year, but they're not having the success that they've had in the past. Um, right now, EKU is a four-and-a-half-point favorite coming into this game. Uh, you're around the program a lot, and what's the what's the level of excitement right now, energy level, I guess, for that football team right now? It's really high. Um, like you said, I mean, to, to bring in you – know, Sam Houston's a name, mm-hmm. and, and you know, regardless of what their record is or, or who they're bringing in, who's healthy or whatnot – um, it's a it's a major name in in college football right now, and so the opportunity to bring them here for the program obviously is huge. Is for for our guys to be able to play against a, a high caliber opponent, but also it's a huge opportunity for for the university. It's a huge opportunity for the fan base. It's a huge opportunity for Richmond, for Madison County. I mean, to show that you know, hey, we we will turn out and we will support this program when when, the, when we've got a spotlight like this, and I think. What we've done the last two weeks in terms of fan engagement and fan attendance has been uh, stellar for our first two home games. I mean, you're averaging over 15,000 a game. You're in the top 12, I think, right now in average attendance in FCS. You're top 17 in total attendance for the year. Um, our fan base has shown they will show up and they will support. And they've got another great opportunity today. And, you know, if you haven't gotten tickets, we've still got, what, five hours and 50 <laughs> minutes <laughs> to get that situated. So, yeah, I, I think – not just for the football program, but for the entire university and the community. We've got a great opportunity tonight. Definitely. And if you're watching, I've got extra tickets. i got four extra tickets right now. If you want to come to the game and you don't want to spend the minimal amount, of, they don't cost, they're not expensive. But if you don't want to spend the money, you just reach out to me on social media. I'll get you. i got four tickets I can hook you up with. Um, we we look at that fan engagement. Um, you know, There's been a lot of excitement around the program because there has been uh, changes being made. There's been improvements to facilities. Uh, Matt Rowan, we've talked with him about the scoreboards and the, the different video boards that have gone up around campus. The Alumni Coliseum is getting ready to get a massive makeover, and they've been sending out pictures of that as well. And that's all exciting, and that's all great. Of course, uh, there's been a lot of talk about the conference situation, and we're losing another another conference member in Kennesaw State as they're going to Conference USA. Been a lot of uh, hatred for Western Kentucky going out to the social media world right now. Uh, but it's not just Western Kentucky. But nonetheless, the the goal is, I'll ask it this way because I know you aren't going to give me what I want. Uh, so, so I'll ask it this way. The goal is clearly uh, moving forward. 
The goal is to move up at some point in time to continue to step forward. When they came into the A-Sun, it seemed very clear, everybody's goal, from the commissioner of the A-Sun to the the folks at EKU, that the goal was not to stay in the A-Sun forever. It's a stepping stone to the next level and things like that. So when you look at just the the vision for EKU and athletics, how excited does it make you to know that this is a program that's not going to be stale it's not going to stay where it is. It's going to be constantly building to get to another level. Yeah, I think that you know, no matter what field you're in, no matter what you work in, you don't want to be in a place that's stagnant. Yes. You want to be in a place that's trying to move forward and trying to improve. And I think it's obvious that that's what EKU is trying to do, and that's what the athletic department and the university have been trying to do. And, and, and that starts from the top. That starts with President McFadden and Matt Rome being completely aligned in what we're doing, which is not always the case at, at every university. So that's a, that's a major plus for, for what we have here. And for, for, from there, it just kind of trickles down to everybody in the administration, everybody in the departments. And, and yeah, I mean, I think obviously, like you said, you, you want to be at the highest level, wherever that is. And, and I think that EKU is, you know, it's, it's making the steps necessary to position themselves to have that opportunity if that opportunity presents itself. But, you know, right now, you've got a chance to, to be the first ever champions of the ASON, which mm-hmm. is something that, you know, is, go, is going to be, you know, a, a historic event and a historic outcome and, and you've got you've put yourself in a position to compete for that right now and not just in football you've got opportunities for the first conference championship across all of your sports right now mm-hmm. in, in the ASON. so you know I, I think that the, there's always a, a, a an eye toward the future because in this business you have to have an eye towards the future <laughs> if you want to compete but right now I mean w- w- nobody's really worried about that right now I'm sure the guys are going on the field they don't care what conference we're in right now. <laughs> right. They're trying to win a football game and a major game tonight uh, over at, uh, at CG Bank Field at Rugged Stadium. Uh, as the director of athletic communications, you're dealing with these athletes. Um, I'm sure you try to help them in some ways to say, hey, make sure your personality shows in some of these. Because I know um, the college has been great. I've interviewed some high school kids in the past where, you know, they're very polite. Yes, sir. No, sir. But that doesn't help an interview go along very well. <laughs> Um, but on this EKU football team, you got some personalities. Yes. And, uh, you got guys like Matt Jackson, uh, who's always talking. Um, and then you bring in new guys like Chase Lasseter, who have a unique personality as well. You've got yep. D lineman with personality, O lineman with, with unique personalities. Uh, then you've got, of course, the, the skill players. Uh, I won't call them divas, but they, they've got, they've got, you know, uh, a certain persona to uphold as well. Um, what, what are some, some fun things, I guess, about your job that you get to see with these athletes? Oh, the, I mean, the best part, I've said this for, I've been doing this for eight years now at, across different levels. And the best part about this is working with the, with the players. Yeah. I mean, far and away. I mean, to, to see what they, who they are when they come in often as, mm-hmm. as 18 year olds and then to kind of watch them huh. mature and, and kind of grow. And, and then they leave when they're 22 and 23. And, and you know, and those are people, you know, there's people from my old school that, we're there and I still keep up with. You know, yeah. I'm still in touch with them. So that's the that's the best part. As far as this team is concerned, um, yeah, I mean you, you like, obviously, you know, everyone knows Matt's a personality. You know, there's a reason Matt was at Media Day. Yeah. Um, you know, other than the fact he's not standing linebacker, but he's a good he's a good interview. Yeah. Um but then yeah, it, it's fun when you bring in guys you know, like Chase who you know, you know I personally didn't really know a whole lot about him. I knew where he came from and I knew he was a linebacker, but then you get to interact with them during practice. You get to sit in on their interviews and stuff like that and kinda kind of hear their backstories you know we've got like you said guys up front you know Kelton Dawson and TK McClendon are, are two of my favorite people on that team they're just yeah. they're such cool personalities to be around and guys to work with and and then you've got you know our receivers you know Jaden Higgins and Jaden Smith who 
you know, they, they don't really talk a whole lot, you know, yeah. but, but they're, they're good. They're good interviews. Braden Sloan is a fascinating interview when you talk to him, yeah. you know, a guy that's really got a cool story and being a local kid, you know, I mean, everyone knows about Parker McKinney and, yeah. and, you know, he's not, you don't think of him maybe as a major like personality, but you know, he's a really cool person to talk to and kind of hear his story of how he got here and, and everything that he's gone through. And, you know, and then even up front, you know, guys like Karon Calvert who came in from Tennessee and, and had that relationship with Coach Wells, and that's a guy that wants to go off and think he wants to like be a park ranger and work with work with kids and stuff like that. And guys like Howard Watkins, who you know is, is building a business with his mom, and you know is trying to get back to to doing that when he gets out of school. You, you've just got so many of these interesting stories with these guys. And, and the problem for me is, you know, there's only so many hours a day that we can tell them. You know, right. I, I wish I wish we had more time to let everybody know about them. And and that's the challenge for us is how do we get get these stories out there because everyone's going to know what they do on the field. We don't really have to – we don't have to work very hard to promote that. People are going to seek out that information. But we want you to know these players as people because yeah. ultimately, you know, that's – they're going to have way more of an impact as people than what they're doing on the football field. Whether they go to the NFL or not, some of them will, but they're going to have way more impact in their communities in Richmond and Madison County for the school – with what they do as, as people and not necessarily as football players. A hundred percent. I remember we talked to Tucker back um, yeah. middle of summer, I think, and he was talking about his uh, desire to maybe one day be an athletic director and kind of follow the same steps that Matt Roan took to yeah. get to where he is. And uh, so I like giving him a hard time about stealing Matt Roan's job at some point <laughs> down the road as well. But there are so many different st- stories and backgrounds, and uh, we always enjoy talking with the players as well. We couldn't do it without your help, Rickson, so we appreciate it. Uh, do you, do, are you allowed to give predictions for games? Uh, I know some people at the university say, oh, I can't do that. So yeah. I, I'll do the, I'll do the same, the same prediction that Freddie Brown, my high school coach, you give. Both teams will be there. Both, both teams, teams will, will be, there. be there. And what happens from then to point, I have no idea, but I'm confident both teams will be there. <laughs> both teams will be there. EKU three and two, Sam Houston two and two. EKU is the favorite today. And we're anticipating a victory. Rickson, thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate you stepping in for us today. Thanks for what you do, Vince. Appreciate you. All right, that's Rickson Lane again, the Director of Athletics Communications with Eastern Kentucky University. I want to remind everybody we are live at Mad Mushroom Pizza right across the street from EKU's campus. Uh, you're welcome to come by anytime. And if you're coming during the show, you get 10% off your purchase and get you some pizza, some cheese sticks, and things like that as well. But you can come in any time of the week. Mention the Sports Stove Podcast. You get $5 off your order of $20 or more. Or order online, madmushroom.com. Use the code SPORTS5, and that'll get you that same $5 off, $20 or more of your purchase. It's now time for our all-around roofing leaders for EKU. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Uh, You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're... 
team ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. We'll give you the all-around leaders here. All-around roofing is a locally owned and operated a roofing and exterior business. Does your exterior need uh, exterior of your home need a facelift? All-around roofing has you covered. Uh, veteran-owned companies in, in Madison County and servicing all surrounding counties as well. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and so much more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today at 859-489-5179. They're going to come out and give you a free quote. I I promise you I've used them at my house. You will get excellent service uh, and uh, they're great people as well. All Around Roofing, you can look them up on Facebook, All Around Roofing KY. You can see some pictures of their work as well. The all-around leaders for EKU so far this season, Parker McKinney, of course, a quarterback throwing for over 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns, five interceptions. He's also run for 200 yards and four touchdowns on the season so far. Braden Sloan leads the way on the ground at the running back position, 287 yards, three touchdowns. He's averaging 4.3 yards per carry. He also has 19 catches, 164 yards, and a touchdown. Receivers, we got three receivers averaging more than 10 yards per catch. Jaden Smith, he's got 345 yards on 28 catches, three touchdowns. Jaden Higgins, 21 catches, 336 yards, and three touchdowns. Cornelius McCoy, 13 for 145 and one touchdown. Of course, Dak Allen injured and out, so we're going to see which tight end step up. Joseph Sewell has been the other tight end getting the most time, but he's been used more as a blocker so far this season. Coach McKeithen told us that he would be used as a receiver, uh, but we'll see if some of the other guys get more opportunity as well as the season progresses. Defensively, Chase Lassiter leads the team with 41 tackles. Eli Hairston, 40 tackles, a sack, and an interception. Team TK McClendon and Kelton Dawson and Willie Taylor, all with two sacks as well. Josh Hayes, two interceptions. Joseph Sales and Matt Ballantyne, each with an interception as well. We've had a great time on this show getting to know some parents of players. So we're going to go ahead and bring up our next guest, uh, she's from back in my home area, which is always fun to kind of uh, learn more about and talk to. This is Marilyn Bailey. She's the mother of freshman defensive lineman Jeremiah Bailey. Marilyn, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very good. There we go. We got some. <laughs> look at that. Brought some, a, brought some family with me. That's the biggest <laughs> applause we've had so far for a guest. So good job. Um, I, I talked with you before we uh, got you scheduled to come on. You're from mm-hmm. Smyrna. Yes. Uh, and I grew up in Murfreesboro. And my I went to church in Smyrna. So I had a lot of friends that went to Smyrna High okay. back in the day. Of course, Coach Wells uh, worked at Smyrna mm-hmm. for a brief time. His brother coached there as well. So that's mm-hmm. always fun as well. But what I like to bring the parents on about, and we've got, we had a kid, let's see here, we had a parent of a sixth-year senior. We had a parent of a kind of middle-of-the-road college career right now. Not middle-of-the-road as far as athletic ability, but where they are in the scheme of things. And uh, and now we bring in a freshman mother as well. <laughs> um, let's start with how's Jeremiah doing? How's he liking EKU? He's actually doing very, very well. Um, he's doing good managing um, 
the football life as well as the classroom, yeah. managing study hall. Um, I'm always checking. I'm one of those moms. Like, what are you doing? How's some grades looking? He's actually doing really good. He's yeah. loving it. Um, he's mingling in really good with uh, the team and everyone else around him. But he's having a great time. That transition from high school to college is harder when you're an athlete. Because mm-hmm. for me, I wasn't an athlete. I played hockey, but nonetheless, I wasn't that good of an athlete. So <laughs> when I went to college, it was mainly just academics and social life. Mm-hmm. You add in uh, a Division One athlete now, you got practice, you got weightlifting, you've got games, you've yep. got all these other things that go on. And uh, how did you try to prepare him for that? How well were you ready for that transformation? Um, it's a lot of time management. We talked mm-hmm. a lot about that before he came um, to school. We talked a lot about it, even really in his senior year, because it got really, really busy for him his senior year. Um, he did try to work a few times during uh, high school, <laughs> and that got kind of crazy, just managing sure. football in school as well. But the biggest thing for me was understanding to manage his time, making mm-hmm. sure you Use your calendar on your phone. I know you're not pen and paper like us old school folks, but you, <laughs> but use your phone and manage your time wisely so you can get where you need to be on time. Uh, and then the coaching staff and the staff around the program. Mm-hmm. How you know? I always ask people because I look again. I'm all outside looking in, mm-hmm. and I appreciate the access that I've been given, but I still don't see everything. Right. So, um, but everything that I see seems really positive with this staff and how they help Absolutely. these guys out. Absolutely. I mean, everyone's been great from from our visits all the way through transitioning to coming here, and then since he's been here, Coach Hawkins, Coach Losey, the entire staff, um, Thomas Bowling, everyone's phenomenal. They're mm-hmm. very supportive of the kids. They're there whatever they need help or guidance or just want to understand what am I supposed to be doing at this particular point. So the staff is amazing. We really appreciate their support. Who did, uh, who was the main recruiter for Jeremy? It was Eric Losey. Mm-hmm. All right, good. So that's, that's fun. That's a, that's a good time. I Always like talking, fun to talking to Losey. <laughs> uh, how, how good of a relationship, how well did you know coach Wells before, before coming here? Um, we didn't really have a, a relationship before we came, but we met him quite a few times. Yeah. Um, we found out he was connected to Nashville. Then yeah. he went to McGavick. Um, mm-hmm. and of course I always tease him and say they haven't beat us yet. So, <laughs> um, but that, that was, that was kind of our, our, our mix when we first started meeting and talking with each other. But, um, he was great. Yeah. Real friendly, well welcoming, always upfront. Mm-hmm. honest, which I really appreciate. I think that was one of the biggest drivers in Jeremiah's decision to come here was that he was open and honest about where he was going to be and what was going to happen once he got here. So Coach Wells amazing. Um, what was that phone call like when you found out about the heart attack with Coach Wells and kind of, because that throws a whole nother wrench into the freshman, yeah, yeah. freshman year. It kind of it kind of shook us a little bit. I yeah. mean, Jeremiah was actually in the weight room mm-hmm. when everything happened and all they could see was everyone running and the chaos that was happening around and they weren't really sure at the time. Mm-hmm. And so he called me and he said, Mom, I don't know what's happening. And he's, and we just instantly just started praying. I reached out to all my mm-hmm. friends. I have a big football family of mothers and, and friends of mine and we just all prayed for him and just was hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. You know, even when we didn't know what was happening just yet. We just prayed and asked God to step in to yeah. do what was necessary to heal them and protect them. And it worked because I don't think it could have turned out any better Absolutely. in that bad situation Absolutely. than it did, uh, for sure. Um, that defensive line group, is mm-hmm. uh, it's a fun group of guys. Yes. Um, they seem very family-oriented. Mm-hmm. The whole team does. But mm-hmm. there's something about these uh, these defensive line guys. It seems like the offensive line is this way, too. But these defensive line guys, there's there's great veterans on the team. Mm-hmm. You got guys with SEC experience. Mm-hmm. You've got guys that have been around the program for a long time. Shane's been here for 80 years, I think. Uh, six years is what it is. And, <laughs> and uh, you've got other guys. You got guys from your guys' general area as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that brotherhood? How is that brotherhood built specifically with that defensive line group? 
they've been great. Um, they've really wrapped their arms around Jeremiah. They've mentored him. They really talked to him about the atmosphere, expectations, um, especially Ryan. Ryan has been amazing with him, um, just really just guiding him and just being a confidant for him and making sure he understands the true expectations behind what is necessary as a football player. So it's yeah. been really good. Man, that's great to have. Um, it's one thing for the coaches to tell you. Mm-hmm. It's another thing for players who are living the exact same life you're right. living to, to teach you and tell you and train you. And, hey, this is, this is going to make a difference, mm-hmm. whether it's from their mistakes or things that they've seen along the way Absolutely. as well. Uh, that's a huge thing. Now, he's a freshman this year, so not a whole lot of snaps and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but what's that expectation for him, or how has he handled that expectation of, hey, it's going to take a little bit of time to earn earn those opportunities, right. uh, which is true for almost every freshman mm-hmm. that comes in as well. So how's he how's he handling that, that aspect of it? Jeremiah, it's been humbling. Yeah. Um, he's been <laughs> on the field starting, leading since he was seven, eight years old. Uh-huh. So being in this position is very humbling for him, but it's given him an opportunity to learn more, increase his football IQ. Um, and, it, and he's just a big leader. He's a supporter of his teammates. No matter what's going on on the field, he's on the sidelines cheering him up, clapping him up, leading the, the, the support for everyone. So that's him. He's going to always support his team. So yeah. no matter what his role is at the moment, his job is at all times to support his teammates. I know that's a difficult thing for freshmen to come mm-hmm. in because most, if you're playing at this level, you're, you've pretty much been a star on your team right. for a while. Right. And then you come in and all of a sudden you got guys who were stars on their team too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think, at least again, the way I understand it is the coaching staff says everyone has to earn their spot. Right. And they're recruiting between the transfer portal and freshmen. They're recruiting guys to compete at every yeah. position. And so it's not going to get necessarily easier as you go along. But I think that that IQ growth, that football knowledge, mm-hmm. and let's talk about strength and conditioning stuff. Absolutely. I mean, how it's is necessary. It necessary. sounds like, the again, I've not talked with strength and conditioning coach, Coach Brown. Uh, but from everything I hear is, man, the guys that tra- – the transformation from the young guys to sophomore year to junior year is pretty big. Yeah. Uh, how's he enjoying that? He's loving focus? it. Um, I think – the one thing that benefit Jeremiah is um, he came from Smyrna High School, mm-hmm. and we have an awesome coach, Coach V at Smyrna High School, that really pushed strength and conditioning, and that was the power of the team, mm-hmm. um, defensively run team. And so the hard work that he had expectations of in high school, it magnified, but he started with a base of it. That's so he awesome. understood what was necessary. So I think having that in high school, he's only enhanced it. So it's been really, really good for him. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. Having mm-hmm. that base is, is massive. That that it really does help that transition. And I again, I grew up in that area, so me growing up, we always went to Riverdale games. Yeah, but uh, I didn't go to Riverdale, but that's where we went <laughs> to go watch games. And uh, but in my youth group, it was Smyrna Laverne. Everybody was Smyrna yeah. Laverne, and yeah. I grew up always seeing Smyrna as the better program than mm-hmm. Laverne. I would assume still, you think that is, way too. Still yeah, is. <laughs> shameful plug, shameful yeah. plug. But yes, they still are. That's been the, one of the funnest things for me covering EKU is there's so many Middle Tennessee connections mm-hmm. uh, from the coaching staff, from the players that come through, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's been neat to kind of just hear about the names that I heard growing up and things yeah. like that. I haven't been in Tennessee for, goodness, almost 15 years now, but uh, um, not living there at least. And uh, it's fun to kind of see where it comes from. And even Middle Tennessee State, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's where we'd go watch college games growing up. And uh, and I always heard about EKU from back in the early days when there was big rivalries and stuff like that as well. So uh, do you have a prediction for the game today? Well, it's E2W. Always <laughs> expect to win. So I'm, I'm expecting them to really to dig deep, to grind it out. And it's just really – I think it's going to be a big defensive game. I yeah. really do. I think it's going to come down to which defense is going to hold out the longest. So I think it's going to be a really good game, tough game. But I expect them to win. 
I'm with you on that. I'll give my official prediction here in a few minutes. But, Marilyn, I really appreciate you Absolutely. coming on. Anytime. And, oh, I was going to ask you as well. Rickson said in the interview earlier, he talked about a lot of programs have these buzzwords, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of words on the wall. Uh, but he said, you know, the staff has made those words, actually implemented those things into the program. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned it too, e- E2W, Absolutely. expect to win. That's a buzz buzz phrase. Mm-hmm. The team, the team, the team. We hear a lot of that right. as well. Matter of pride. Matter of pride. Right on the back of my shirt. That's today. right. So how, <laughs> how have you seen those buzzwords, so to say, implemented in this program? I think it's integrity. Yeah. I think it's pride in the program, the history of the program, and then the vision of where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And that speaks true at all times in all the social media, when the coaches are speaking, when I hear it through my son, it's about integrity and what we stand on and the history we come from. So I think that's one of the biggest things that you see in how they speak about the program and how it's performing. I love it. I love it. Miss Marilyn Bailey, thank you so much for being with us. Good luck to your son and the continued growth as he goes. We're looking forward to see his, as he, as he gets older and continues to come through the program to see the, what he gives to this team. Cause some of these defensive linemen are getting old. They're going to be graduating now and this will be his time very soon. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Marilyn. All right, again, that's Marilyn Bailey, mother of Jeremiah Bailey on the EKU defensive line room. It is now time for our IPM Pest and Termite Pest of the Week. Previewing our opponent this week is Sam Houston State. They're 2-2 and on the season. Their wins come against Texas A&M Commerce and SF Austin. Uh, Barely squeaking by that game against SF Austin. Their losses to Texas A&M and Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona, a 2-4 and team. Uh, Northern Arizona beat them 10-3. to Not a whole lot of offense in that game as well. Sam Houston State's defense this year, seven sacks, five interceptions, one forced fumble. they got two quarterbacks uh, on this team, and neither one of them do a whole lot of passing. Jordan Yates has 265 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. He's only completing 47% of his passes. He has run the ball 195 yards for a touchdown. Keegan Shoemaker is the other quarterback. Uh, he has thrown 226 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, throwing for 38% completion percentage, 91 yards on the ground, no touchdowns there either. Two running backs we'll see. Desmond Jackson, 161 yards and a touchdown. Zach Herbisek, 140 yards and a touchdown. And then they got a couple receivers that have done a little bit of damage here and there. Basically, the their season stats match up to our guys' one-game stats. But Noah Smith, 12 catches, 124 yards, and a touchdown. Cody Crest, 11 catches, 120, and a touchdown. And Ife Adaye, uh, 9 catches, 109 yards. Tight end Jackson Sherrard will have an impact as well. 7 catches, 72 yards so far on the season. So Sam Houston State is our IPM Pest and Termite Pest of the Week. IPM Pest and Termite Central Kentucky's Neighborhood Pest Professionals uh, get a hold of them. They can take care of your spiders, those stink bugs that you've been seeing around, centipedes, and any other pests that you have. Get more information at myipm.com. That's myipm.com. All right, it's time for our last guest of the day. We saved the best for first. No, I'm just kidding. For best for last, uh, welcoming into the show now our friend Andy Owens. He is the Central Kentucky East Fellowship of Christian Athletes Director and runs the EKU FCA as well. Andy, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks, thanks for letting me come over. Man, it's great to have you. We've we've had lunch and coffee a couple of times and yeah. talked a lot as well. Of course, most people who listen to my show know I pastor here in the area, and so it's always great to see opportunities for the students. Uh, you know, we're big on the athletes at EKU. Yeah. We like to have them on the show and talk with them and things like that. And uh, and it's always nice to know that there are opportunities out there. Uh, for the students to have someone who can come and help them 
help them find a, a, a church home, help them find uh, just the advice counsel that they need. And others who maybe weren't looking for it, but found it once they got here as yeah, well. Yeah, sure. um, but also one of the things I want to talk with you about is you work a lot with the football team. Yeah, uh, You handle the university stuff, but you you work a lot with the football team and with it being mm-hmm. football season. Uh, see, I saw you on TV the other day. Okay. Uh, the Bowling Green game, I think it was. Yeah. Um, they're having you on the scene, you on the sideline, and things like that. I what I thought I saw was you telling Coach McPeak what to do, but I could be wrong. <laughs> no, I, I try to stay, stay back and just uh, talk to the guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, talking about this football team because you've been mm-hmm. around them now for a while, you've gotten to know uh, the players, the coaching staff, and things yeah. like that. And uh, Miss Bailey just talked about integrity being a yeah. big part of this program. And, you know, not not every college football team in the nation would will be willing to let you in in their walls necessarily. Yeah. So how's that integrity shown or other things like that that you've seen from this football team as a whole? I just really think the coaches, when they say they care about the guys, they care about the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had times where a player is going through something that I would not – necessarily know they were going through but a coach will reach out and say hey can you call in and check on and then give me the player's name and it's led to opportunities to reach out to those guys to uh, pray with them to sometimes just go listen yeah uh, different things like that and so you know the coach is taking the initiative to say hey this guy just just needs needs somebody right now Mm -hmm. Um, and at that time you know we're able to love on them we're able to you know, encourage them to pray with them, to point them towards Christ. And so that's just been really cool. And then uh, I heard you talk a second ago about buzzwords. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, three big ones that the coaches use is passion, pride, and purpose. And so with our chapels and other times where I have a chance to talk with the guys, we try to um, pour in just a biblical point of view on those same principles, um, you know, uh, you know, passion uh, for your teammates is one thing we've talked about this year, just the importance of, you know, successful teams. They love their teammates mm-hmm. and just diff- different things like that throughout the year. And so it's been really cool. Just the opportunities that the coaching staff has given me to work with the guys, um, you know, we're able to work with them. It's not anything that's forced upon them, but after about three years now, we're really starting to just build those relationships to where we're even seeing the guys come to us on their own. Yeah, relationships, everything, right? Especially talking about ministry. Uh, it's um, There was a time maybe back in the 60s and 70s where relationship wasn't as important. Uh, but it's pretty critical now when you talk about the ministry aspect of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's mental health is a, is a, is a popular topic these days. Yeah. And I think we're doing better as a whole in society and things like that. But I think there's probably still a little bit of that mentality with us, with an athlete of, I can't show any signs of weakness. And so they're afraid maybe to go to their coach and talk about a struggle that they're having. And your ministry with, with FCA, of course, FCA is nationwide and worldwide, I think, um, around different places. But your ministry, I think, opens that door for them to have someone that they can go to and not for not fearing. And I think our coaching staff wouldn't do this to them, but I think the mindset still within the athlete, a lot of times is if I go to the coaches and say, man, I'm really struggling with this, um, whether it's something back home or whatever it is, they might be afraid it could affect their playing time or affect different things like that. And so your ministry provides that opportunity for guys to come. They know you're there for the purpose of helping and uh, kind of opens that door for them to be able to share with people whatever's on their heart, whatever you're going through and get help from it. Would that be right? Yeah, for sure. Get, get that opportunity. Um, you know, uh, in a role like a chaplain, I get to do that uh, in our high schools and middle schools. We have a character coach program where we, where we train local Christians to, to serve the teams in that role too. But main purpose is 
there's so many things that could keep a kid from going to a coach Mm -hmm. and just knowing that there's somebody that is there just because they care about them. Um, And so they'll feel a little more free to come talk to me. Um, They'll feel more free in our other ministries to go talk to those character coaches. And, you know, we have a responsibility. If it's something super serious, we will go to the coaches. Sure. Um, But sometimes it's just need somebody to love on them, encourage them. Um, You know, I'm from Lee County about an hour away. And so I just always thought EKU was a school where, local kids went. Um, but what I'm finding out is the majority of these athletes are not local. Yeah. And so some of them just need a family. Mm. And so we get the opportunity just to you know, listen to them, have them over to our house, uh, provide a family environment through FCA with all the other athletes. And some of them, they just need to get plugged in that way. And that can be a big boost to their mental health as well. Definitely. And they're not, some of them not are not local. Some of them aren't even national. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you sure, got to sure. come over, especially we got several basketball players, uh, soccer, cross country, all these different places, uh, golf. There's been different things, uh, even on the football team where there's some different nationalities and things like that as well. Uh, that definitely kind of work through that process. And it's, it's great to have. One of the reasons I want to have you on is we, you know, we've talked with so many athletes uh, through our two years of the program and, uh, and having them come on the show and things like that. I want to make sure they're aware that, man, there's yeah. something out there for you. If you don't know about it, there is, there is opportunity out there for you. You've got a, a good core group of students, uh, student athletes that are coming to your stuff every week, and hopefully they've heard about it from them. But if they haven't, we want to make sure yeah. they know it's there. There's an opportunity for them uh, to get some good, good uh, fellowship, good mm-hmm. biblical counsel, uh, biblical teaching, uh, one-on-one training opportunities, all kinds of opportunities for them there with FCA. Yeah, and we, we want to do that. We want to, you know, FCA's mission is to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. So the first thing we want to do is we want to, you know, share the gospel with them. Then from there, you know, make disciples. And a big thing with our athletes is we want them to realize God's given them an amazing platform. And so, whether that's using that platform to go mm-hmm. back on campus and reach your fellow students, or even some of them have been going out to the local high schools to share their testimonies. Just, you know, all right, God's given you this team, this opportunity. You know, like Esther says, for such a time as this, mm-hmm. use that opportunity uh, for the kingdom. Yeah, I think that's a great point. There, There is a platform, whether it's, I mean, you're talking about the platform you could have with a kid uh, as a college athlete. Uh, any kids program would love to have you come and ch- yeah. talk with them. You have an opportunity with kids or young people. You do have an opportunity in your locker room, in your classroom, in your dorm room, wherever it may be. Plenty of opportunities. And for some, they're going to have a bigger platform in the years to come as well, depending on where their career takes them and things like that. Um, also, uh, tell us a little bit about when you guys meet, where if people are wanting to be a part of the program, find the program, like how does all that work? Yeah, with uh, FCA, every Monday night we meet with uh, EKU athletes. Uh, um, South and Christian Church has been great, and they let us use their uh, their offices here in Richmond. And we meet there every Monday night at 8. And it's just a really cool time. We do everything from games and activities to uh, we have student testimonies so they get to hear other athletes sharing what Christ has done in their life. Uh, we do different speakers. Uh, this year I'm doing a theme on better decisions, fewer regrets that we're speaking on periodically throughout the year to let them know, you know, the choices that, uh, you know, they make, they can make if they make wise choices um, that they're, that they're asking, you know, God for help with that they won't make regrets 
in the future. And so I've been working with them on that. But then throughout the week, we do uh, men's and women's Bible studies on, on Wednesday nights. Um, meeting with different athletes for one-on-one discipleship throughout the week, and then just different events that we can we can serve the athletes as well. And you're not just the FCA guy; like you are an EKU fan. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's some people that claim to to love EKU, but they don't show up for the games. You're you're at not just the football games. Uh, you and your family are pretty active. You like to get to the games and things like that. So I'm going to take football off the table for the okay. second. Okay. All right. What's your what's the most fun thing that you like to go to? Uh, sports-wise at EKU, outside of football? Well, as far as my whole family is concerned, uh, I have two little kids, a uh, 10-year-old and a 12-year-old, and so they would say anything that they could get up on the jumbo <laughs> Get them on that so screen. If, they, if there's an opportunity <laughs> like basketball or – um, volleyball that they could be seen dancing up on the jumbotron. That's what my family wants to go to. <laughs> uh, now, you growing up, what, what was your favorite sport growing up? Uh, basketball. Okay. So uh, I, I grew up loving basketball. Uh, uh, from Lee County, we didn't have football. Yeah. We too small. Um, and then uh, in college, I got the opportunity to uh, went to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago and uh, got the opportunity to work with the basketball team there. And then uh, – our gym was the nicest facility in that area, so I got to work with a lot of Big Ten and then um, the NBA as well, all the teams that played the Bulls practice at our facility. Yeah. And, uh, work with the NBA pre-draft game, all that. So, Wow, man, that's that fun. Basketball. basketball is a fun one. It's starting up. We're less than a month away, I think, for yeah. first first basketball game coming up as well uh, for that. But uh, prediction for today, uh, EKU versus Sam Houston? I think if our guys go out there and do what they're supposed to, I think they'll bring home the W. Yeah. So, do you think it's a convincing win or a close game? I think it'll be close. Okay. Um, just because of just knowing how good Sam Houston was. Uh, yeah. Last year I was with the team when we played them down there. and mm-hmm. um, they're, they're a fiery team. I know they're not really playing for much more than pride this year. Right. Uh, but I, I think sometimes that's even more dangerous. <laughs> that can be, can be dangerous, especially if you're sleeping on them as well. Uh, Andy Owens, he is, again, the Central Kentucky East FCA Director, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, if you're a athlete or a parent of an athlete, I encourage you to look up FCA and get involved there with the program. It's not just Andy. There are other people involved as well. And uh, it's exciting, again, to have that opportunity on campus to be a help. Uh, and it's a, it's an encouragement, something we pray for at our church as well for you guys. And uh, I'm excited to see what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Not a problem. Hope you can enjoy some pizza. All right. Well, All right. We'll see you much. later. Thanks, Andy. All right. That's Andy Owens again from the FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes here at EKU. Uh, we were just talking about basketball. Got to make sure we wish A.W. Hamilton happy birthday. Uh, coach Hamilton's birthday is today. The most exciting coach in college basketball. Uh, and excited for him to continue to age. He's aging so gracefully. Uh, but happy birthday to Coach Hamilton today. And I know they got basketball stuff going on today uh, here, just a little bit as well, uh, but excited for him. It is time for my prediction of the EKU-Sam Houston game. I look at Sam Houston and what they are this year. Again, they lost to A&M, but that's expected. A&M uh, was the number six team in the nation at the time. Uh, that was 31 to nothing. Then they lose to Northern Arizona 10 to three. Then they start winning again. A&M Commerce, and they beat them by 10 and they beat, uh, SF Austin by one point, 17 to 16 last week, uh, two weeks ago. Excuse me. They were off last week as well. So they come into EKU. EKU is just, they're just scoring more points, uh, averaging. I think it's 37 points per game, uh, is EKU. 
They are 53%, by the way, on third down conversions, rolling in there as well. So our prediction for today's game, we're going to go EKU 37, Sam Houston 20 is where we're going to go with this one today, and we'll see how this one shakes out. And feel free to comment on social media uh, and the comment section of this uh, live stream as well what you think the prediction will be for the EKU-Sam Houston game. Again, still time for you to get your tickets. If you want uh, some free tickets, I can help you out. i got four I can give you. Um, if you want to come in, and they're really affordable ticket prices. A great day for football, by the way. Sunny out right now. Uh, it'll be nice and cool, but not too cool this evening as well. So a great night for football. Hopefully you'll come out to CG Bank Field at Roy Kidd Stadium and catch this game. And then next week is another uh, – uh, I'm sorry, yes. Next week is another home game for EKU as they continue through this uh, three-game home game stretch. They'll be playing against Northern Alabama next week. So we'll be right back here at noon next Saturday at Mad Mushroom Pizza. Make sure you come in and be a part of the program. We'll have more guests lined up for you uh, for there as well. So so two straight home games here for EKU. Actually, three straight home games here for EKU. But today, let's get let's take care of today first. Sam Houston State kickoff at 6 o'clock. Hopefully, you'll be a part of it. A reminder, make sure you come and check out Mad Mushroom Pizza. Uh, if you come out any time during the week, if you mention the Sports Dope Podcast, you'll get $5 off your order of $20 or more. Or if you order online, madmushroom.com, use the code SPORTS5 and you'll get that same discount, $5 off of $20 or more. That's it for our program today. We'll see you out of the football field at 6 o'clock. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sports Stove Tailgate Show. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.